one of my favorite things to talk about because this is really what you know the Christian life, you know, the, the Christ follower's life is all about. Is about living in Him. You know, because all the rest of it is fruit. You know, all the rest of the stuff that comes out of your life is really the fruit that's produced because of where you live. You know, it's all about that. That's what the, the whole point of it is. Um, right now, I just I want to talk to you guys for a minute about kind of contrast this. You know, we, we talked about bearing fruit, abiding, you know, what that means and everything. Now, uh, I guess I should look at my notes, see what I'm supposed to talk about. I don't even know. Um, but I, I want to talk to you guys about the what it means to abide, like what, what happens when you are abiding and what happens when you're not. Because uh, that's really your only two options in this world, right? There's two places that you can live. You know, you've got Christ and then the world, and the flesh, however you want to say that. But that's your two options, black and white. There's no you know, gray area. It's not like there's a fence and you can be real close to one side or the other. It's, it's your one side or the other, you know, all the way or none of the way. That's just how it works. Um, let's see. Oh, I, my favorite saying, get ready for this because this, this is like the best saying. And it just, I had a, a professor in college and he was like 110, you know, he could barely walk. I'm, I'm a little bit exaggerating, but not much. I mean, the dude's like, walking real slow and he'd go to the bathroom and I was like, man, we're got like a 30 minute break because he's takes forever to get over there. But he was a very wise man. He had a lot of wisdom and a lot of really cool sayings. But one of his that he said, I don't know if you heard it before, but he said, the fruit proves the root. Got that? If you go out there and you look at an apple tree, how do you know that it's an apple tree? It's got apples on it, man, astute. Uh, you know, if you see an orange tree, you know that it's an orange tree because of it doesn't have apples. <laughs> it's got oranges on it. You know, kumquat tree, same thing. Uh, you could even apply this to, you know, your life. You know, if you know someone and you see them and they've got a surfboard and they've got like shaggy hair and they're like, whoa, bro, what's up, man? And they're out there surfing and they've got surf wax all over them and, you know, uh, they're just hardcore all the way. You know, what are you going to call them? A surfer, you know, you see a kid and he's got a skateboard and he's like all baggy jeans or, you know, however it is now. When I was in high school, you had Jinkos and you like went out and you were thrashing hard, man, and you were just cool that way. Now it's tight pants and, you know, it's the total opposite. But uh, it, it's the same way uh, an athlete. Okay, you see a guy and he's in football pads and a helmet and he's got a football. What is he most likely? An apple? <laughs> no, he's a football player. You know, uh, you kind of can tell what something is by what their fruit is. You know, the Bible even says by their their fruits, that's the way that you're going to know people. You know, uh, that's pretty important. You know, that's something that you need to, to get in your life because this world is going to know you by the fruit that you're bearing. You know, that's the only way that people can know really who you are is by what's going on in your life. Uh so let's let's look at these verses and kind of contrast the two places. Uh, these are verses you've probably heard before. <coughs> but Galatians chapter 5. My eyes are kind of not as good, so I need to put it up close here so I can look at it. Uh, let's see. Verse 19 says, Now the, the deeds of the flesh are evident. 
which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, uh, verse 20, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, uh, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you, just as I forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, God's telling us through his word right here. He's saying that, that these are the things that are in your life. You know, he's saying that if you look at life like a tree, if you look at people like they're, they're trees, and you say, okay, well, they've got this type of fruit. You know, okay, well, that's the kind of tree that they are. You know, you figure it out. You know, you got me? It's kind of like your Sherlock Holmes. You're like, mm-hmm, elementary, my dear Watson. Anybody, nobody sees that anymore. I don't know. That's like old timey. But uh, they're making a movie about it just in case Iron Man's going to be in it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, anyways, but it, it's, it's the way that you figure out what people are all about. It's the way that you figure out what's really in their life. You know, uh, if I look at you and I see that you've got all the things of a, let's see, like you've got a black uniform on and you've got a headband and a sword and throwing stars and you've got those cool like ninja shoes on and every, oops, I said it, you know, I know that you're a ninja. I know, you know that's just how it works. Uh, you know, you know what someone is by the fruit that's in their life, by what's going on around them. Uh, you know, the same way you got some people that pretend, right? Uh, what do we call those in, in my day in, in high school? What is it? Posers. It's still that. All right. And everyone's like, man, you're a poser. You're like, whatever, dude, I'm righteous. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, you know, you get those people and they're all dressed in the, the, all the surfer attire, you know, but then you go and you go to the beach with them and they, they like can't even surf. They can't, they're scared of the water, scared of sharks and stuff. Or, you know, a football player and he's got all the pads and he's all sweaty and he's, you know, ready to go. He's got the, the black things under his eyes, you know, and the nice football and everything. But he gets out there and, you know, he can't play. You know, there's, there's people that pose or that, that pretend to be a certain thing. And there's a lot of people like that in the church, you know, uh, not to step on anybody's toes. But there's a lot of people who have all the, you know, the really nice Bible you know, with your name on it. And it's got the notes in it and all that. And, you know, they're at church every Sunday. They're, they're all the places that they should be, you know, but their life really doesn't look like that. You know, their life doesn't really line up with what it's supposed to be. You know, the fruit that's supposed to be there isn't there. You know, uh, if you found a tree and it had all the, the, the looks and it's, it looks just like it should be an apple tree and it never has any fruit, never has an apple on it. You're like, I don't know if it's an apple tree or not. I can't tell because there's no what? No fruit. Apples right on. Uh, you know, that's what, it, that's what it's talking about. So God is telling us through his word here. He's saying uh, that, that by their fruits, you're going to know them. And you know, that, that if you abide in me, then you're going to produce this kind of fruit. But he, then he goes in Ephesians or Galatians, and we're talking about what the fruit of the people who abide in this world is, you know. And it talks about uh, drunkenness, carousing, uh, envying, you know, all, all kinds of different stuff. So let's let's move on a little bit. Verse 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, uh, patience, kindness, goodness. Wait, said that already. Uh, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. 
he's saying basically that if you are abiding in me, if you're living in me, this is the kind of fruit that should be in your life. If this is what's going to be popping out of your life. Uh, you know, this is the kind of stuff that because you're abiding in me and you're the branch that's just hanging out on the tree there, you know, this is just what's going to come out naturally. Uh, like we talked about the kumquat tree, if I took the speakers and screamed at it and yelled at it and begged it and all this kind of stuff, it's not going to do any good. It's not going to make it produce more fruit any faster. You know, it's because it abides in the, the soil and it produces this naturally. You know, it just comes through it because that's what it is. You know, that's what the uh, the branch is there to do. You could almost think of it like a electric wire. I'm a, let me confess to you, I'm a total like geeky nerd when it comes to sound stuff and lights and uh, even computers sometimes. I'm sorry. Uh, but, you know, I, I know about all that stuff and, you know, how wires work and electricity moves through it and stuff. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a conduit. And basically all the wires there to do is what? Anybody? I can't be the only nerd guy in here. Energy? Do what? Yeah, it, you put electricity to one side and what comes out the other side? Electricity. That's just how it works, you know. It's like a water pipe. If you put water in one side, what's going to come out the other side? Jello? No, water. That's, that's how it's going to be, you know. And that's, that's what it's talking about, the fruit proving the root, because if Jesus is where you're abiding and that's what's going into the one side, what's going to come out the other side? I hear people go, yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying. I've uh, I've gone to a lot of concerts and my, my hearing's a little bit damaged and impaired. Uh, so if you say something, you got to like yell it out because I can't hear you otherwise. But what if you're putting Jesus in on one side, if you're reading the Bible and the, the scriptures are going into your brain and you know, you're abiding in Christ and that's where you live, what's going to be coming out of your life? Jesus. <laughs> there you go. You know, if that's what's going in on one side, that's what's coming out of the other side. You know, the fruit of the spirit, you know, that that's how it works. Uh, and this is just a side note. I don't want to, like I said, don't want to step on anybody's toes. But if you're putting garbage in, what's going to come out? Garbage. It's That's like an old timey computer programming thing I learned in high school is garbage in, garbage out. Basically, if you write a program that doesn't work, it's not going to work on the other side. Right. If uh, you put nasty sewage in a pipe on one side, what's going to come out the other side? Clean water? No. <laughs> it's not apples, kumquats? I don't know. No, nasty sewage. Uh, that's that's how our lives work. It's all about what we're putting in is what's going to come out of the other side. You know, so if we're abiding in Christ, if that's where we're living, if that's where we're making our home is in Christ, then that's what's going to come out of our lives. And that's how other people... You know, uh, Tommy actually talked about it this morning in, in the church. But the the word Christian, you know, was it like whenever you want to like start a, a band or uh, in my last youth group, it was called the Greenhouse and we got T-shirts made and all this stuff. That's usually what you do when you want to get like some brand recognition, right? You go out and like uh, Volcom or uh, Billabong or American Eagle or whatever, you make shirts that say it on there and you get people to wear them so they can like be your advertisements and all that. Uh, you know that when when the Christians were there, when the, the first believers were there, 
they didn't have like t-shirts and like, you know, twin ring power or anything like that. It wasn't like they were doing this branding thing on on their bodies and that the word Christian was actually an insult. You know, people were looking in there and they're saying, you're one of those Christians. You know, you're just a little Christ. You look like him. You know, it was an insult because, you know, like he was talking about this morning, they were in a lot of trouble at that time. But, you know, that's that's the whole point of this is that if we live in Christ and that Christ is coming out of us, the people are going to look at us and see what? Christ. You know, like I said, it's Sherlock Holmes. It's simple, man. It just, you know, it's just simple deduction. You You look at it and you say, oh, man, OK, this fits together. And all right, if I'm doing this and living in Christ, and then Christ's going to come out of me, and then the world is going to see Christ in my life, and it's going to make a difference in people's lives. You know, that, that's the whole idea there. You know, that's the whole point of abiding in Christ, is so that we can spread the gospel, so we can share Jesus with other people. That's like the whole thing of the hypocrites and the people that are posers or whatever. If they're hanging out at the beach and they've got their surfboard and they're, you know, their surfboard wax and they're waxing it down all day and they've got the haircut that goes, the, uh, back in the day, you know, the mullet, that was like the surfer haircut. And, uh, I, I'm not all about that. But, um, but they've got the haircut, they've got the clothes, you know, they've got everything that they need to look like. They've got like a thousand dollar balsa wood longboard that's just totally insane. And, you know, they know where to go and all the stuff, but then they get out there and they can't do it. Are you going to ask that person for advice about serving? No, you're not. Because they've got all the stuff that makes them look like it, but they really don't have anything on the inside. You know, they don't know what the true power of it is. You know, they're not living in that thing. You know, and if the world is looking at you, and they're seeing, okay, you've got some good stuff in your life, but then they're seeing all the garbage too, are they really going to come to you and ask you about religious things, about Christ, about... Those things, no, because they don't see it in your life. You know, that's the whole point is that if we abide in Christ, then he shows up in our lives. He, he makes himself evident. He bears the fruit in our life. And then people look at us and say, oh, man, you know, you must. There's something different. You know, it must be Christ in your life. How, what is that about? You know, uh, that's the way the gospel spreads. That's what it's all about. Excuse me. Um, I wanted to kind of. There, there's this. There's a battle that's going on in your life all day around you. You know, Paul said, "You know that what I want to do, what do I do? Don't do." I heard it a little. Yeah, I told you, you got to yell it out. Be proud. Uh, you know, that which I would do. I don't do that which I want to do. I don't do that, or I do, or however you say it. You know, he's basically saying that the things that are I want to do so bad, I'm not doing, and the things that I hate, you know, I'm doing. And he's saying that there's this battle that's going on inside of him. There's this this storm and this struggle that's just raging inside of him. Let's look at, uh, I think it's sixteen and seventeen. Uh, yeah, hang on, sorry. But he says, but I say, walk in the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. 
you know, that, there's so many things that we think like, oh, I'm going through this and I'm it's such a struggle. Like nobody knows about it and I'm so like whatever. And, you know, then you look in the Bible and people have been going through this forever. You know, this is the human condition. This is who we are. You know, he's saying that the spirit and the, the flesh are struggling against each other and they're butting heads, you know, and that we're constantly in this thing where, man, I want to do this. I want to live for Christ. I really do. But yet all this other stuff is in my life. Yet this is where I constantly am. And Jesus says, basically, back here in uh, John fifteen five, he tells us how to have victory in it. <coughs> Let's talk about victory for just a minute. What, what does that word mean? Success, Success in what? A battle? Uh uh, you know, in in a struggle, in something, you know, when there's two sides going against each other and you have success, that's your victory. You know, and uh, the, the key to living this victorious Christian life, you know, uh, I've asked people that for a long time. You know, I ask all kinds of questions about that. What does it take to really live for Christ? What do I have to do? What does it mean? You know, and I've had people tell me to to read your Bible so many times a day and to, to pray for this many minutes and, you know, to make sure that you're doing this, that, and the other. And, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that it's really good stuff. But the, the power to live the Christian life doesn't come through any of this stuff, right? Where does the power to live the Christian life come from? Jesus, right on. Uh, in John 15, verse 3, read this verse real quick I have this new Bible and it's not all broken in like my other one so the pages stay flipped uh, it says you have already you are already clean because of the word that I've spoken to you he's saying that it's it's already there you know, because of who I am and if you're abiding in me you're already clean you know, you're already there he's saying you're you know everything's no, it's all right. I don't like it. Uh, it's, it's cool. They've all got it memorized, so it's right, you know, uh, like me. But um, anyways, but he's saying that if you, uh, he goes into the next verse and he talks about abiding in him. You know, he's saying that if you're abiding in me, that the verse before that he says, you're already clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. You're already clean because of what I've done, basically. You know, not because you read your Bible and because you pray and because you do this and you do that and you do the other. It's because of what I've done and because of you trusting in that. You know, <coughs> it's just like that tree thing. Uh, you go back to that. I always think that's like the, the perfect illustration. I have this like kumquat tree in my head all the time. And it's this thing that the fruit's not being coming out of it because of anything that the tree's really doing, right? You know, it's because of what's going on in the roots and what's going on through there. You know, the nutrients are coming up out of there and the, the trees just kind of, you know, the branches just have the fruit on them. You know, the branches themselves don't really do anything. And that's what Christ is saying, is that in order to live this victorious Christian life, in order to have victory over the sin and the struggle that's going on, you know, what do you do? It's where you put your focus. It's where you're abiding. It's where you're living. You know, that's, that's really what it's all about. It's about living in Christ. You know, that all this other stuff that's going on, 
all these things, all these programs and plans and stuff. And they're it's good stuff. I, I do a, a a daily devotional. I have a a daily you know read through the Bible in a year thing with Charles Stanley. I love it. It's good stuff. It's awesome. And it it's really what you have to do to, in order to to help you in this Christian life. But the main thing is living in Christ. The main thing is focusing on Christ, taking your focus off of this world and all the stuff of this world, all the the cool stuff. I, me and my wife, uh, we like to go and just ride around every now and then. And we drove down to Fruit Cove. I, I don't know, St. Augustine, close enough. Uh, but we drove down there and we looked at these houses and they're like just... They're baller, baller, you know, whatever. They're nice houses. And we're looking around in there, and I was just thinking, man, if I could live in one of these, I would just wake up every morning with a smile on my face thinking, hallelujah, you know, it'd be awesome. And, if you know, we look in this life and we think, if I could just have this car and I could have that, uh, what's the, the Bugatti one that has like a million horsepower and can go to the sun and back on a tank of gas or whatever, I don't know. But, you know, if we could have these things that we'd be, you know, so happy. You know, if we could have this certain uh, guitar or surfboard or uh, this girlfriend or boyfriend or, you know, if our parents were just different, you know, if they understood me, they just don't understand me. I'm so different. You know, if we could have these things that, that we would be happy, you know, and Christ is saying, abide in me and I'll fulfill your life. Abide in me. You know, focus on me. See who I am, really. And that's what's going to make you happy. You know, not that you're going to be happy, clappy, and have the stuff and all that, but that you'll learn to be happy just and simply in Him. And that is such that's such a hard thing to get, in, especially in this culture that we live in today. Because I guarantee you, as soon as you get home, what's probably the first thing you're going to do? Eat? Well, after eating. Or maybe sometimes during eating. Go to watch TV. Thank you. Get on the computer. Go fishing, whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, what is something that you will do today at some point? You'll either get on the computer or you'll watch TV. And what's on TV all the time is these commercials. And, you know, <laughs> Hannah Montana. But what what's on during Hannah Montana? Commercials. There's all these commercials. The show is just simply there to sell the commercial. Uh, you know, and all these commercials are doing is showing you how much you need all this stuff. You know, if I just had that Barbie that you, you brush your hair and it changes colors and she's punk rock Barbie, man, I would be set for life. Or if, you know, if I could have, they, they have such cooler like toys now than when I was little. When I was little, it was all about GI Joe and there's a movie coming out about that now. But when I was, it was like, you had the little guys and you walked them around you're like, GI Joe, and you're singing the song. And, uh, you know, you drove the cars around, and you're like, this is awesome. Man, now they've got, like, sidewalk chalk, and you put on glasses, and it's 3D. And, you know, it's just the all the kids, the little kids now have these little the pets that you go on the Internet and play with them. I, what is it called? Webkins. I knew someone would know that. You know, it's so different now. And, you know, we're, we're so like a, a consumer-driven society. You know, and we look around and we say, if we could just have these things, if I could have the newest Webkins, you know, it's like a beanie baby that works on the Internet or something. Uh, if I could just have that, I would be so stoked on life forever. Uh, if I could just have this certain car, you know, whatever it is, 
And we, we look at these things and we say, that's what's going to fulfill me. You know, if I could have those, I could truly live the life, you know, whatever. And Jesus says, you can have me. And that's enough. You know, that's all you really need. The rest of that stuff doesn't matter. You know, abide in me and I'll abide in you. Uh, if you read further into this, uh, John, and I don't have to read it to you, I guess I can just tell you. Uh, but but Christ basically says that this is what my Father is pleased in you. This is why my Father is pleased in you is because you abide in me. And not because you've done any of these other things. That's icing on the cake. I'm pleased in you because you abide in me. You know, you know, I'm in you and you're in me and that's how this life works. That's what Christianity, that's what being a Christ follower is about. You know, uh, and that, that's what I, I want to get across to you guys this morning. That's what I want you guys to understand is that, you know, all this stuff in this world, you know, all the stuff on the outside of church and all the stuff sometimes on the inside of church and just all these things that are happening, you know, it really comes down to what? Where you live, you know, where you're at, you know, if you're in Christ or you're not in Christ, because that's the only two places. Man, these, I just, I love it, you know. It's like Sherlock Holmes sitting over there. That's my word for the day, Sherlock Holmes. You know, uh, but you know, that that's where it all comes down to, you know, is where you live, where you abide, where you're making your home. Is it in Christ or is it in this world? You know, I, this isn't even in my notes or anything. This is just, I'm freestyling. But, uh, <laughs> sorry, that's terrible. Um, but, you know, we talk about being a pilgrim. You know, and that, that really is, we are pilgrims in this world. You know, we're just passing through. We're just here for a little while. You know, that really our destination is somewhere else. Our destination is our home with Christ. And that if we're constantly, you know, if a pilgrim was walking through and every time he was, he was like, oh, man, this place is great. I'm just going to hang out here. Would he ever get to his destination? No. Because we get so entangled in this world. We get so caught up with the things that are going on around us. And don't get me wrong, because I'm not saying like, oh, I'm far above all of you and y'all are lovely and I understand the key and you can't because I'm awesome. And I'm not saying that. You know, I, I get the same stuff. I've got the same hangups. You know, I see stuff in this world. Uh, I had to take my car in for service the other day and I was like, my tongue fell out of my mouth because I love German cars. That's just, I'm sorry. I have a Volkswagen, but the Audi dealership's right next to it. And they have, how many of you have seen this Audi R8? It's, yes. It's like the coolest car basically ever made. Uh, you know, the Lamborghinis and stuff are bowing down to it. And it's, you know, whatever. And I see it, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> if I could have that, I'd be happy. And then it clicks in my mind. It's just going to fall apart. It's just going to turn into dust eventually. It doesn't matter. You know, it's really nothing. Uh, and that's what this world is all about. That's what being a Christ follower is all about, is about following Christ, not about following Audi R8s and big old houses and, uh, you know, the next best thing. So that's that's what I want to get across to you guys this morning. That's what I want so badly you know, for the, the teenagers, this generation uh, that's coming up, 
you know, right after me to get is that this world, this life, everything is about Christ. You know, this other stuff, although very tempting and very tangible, what does the word tangible mean? Anybody know? I see you back there like, <laughs> I can't even spell that. <laughs> you know, tangible means that you can touch it. Somebody say that? Uh, you know, you can touch it. This is tangible because I can touch it. You know, my car that I have is tangible because I get in, I can touch it, I can feel it. And don't feel bad, I can't spell tangible either. Uh, but, you know, it's the things that we can touch and feel and smell and see. Uh, they're so tempting because of that. You know, because we can, we can feel them and we can see them now. And Christ is saying, live for the thing that you can't see right now, but one day it's so much better. You know, one day it's going to be a million times better than any of this stuff that you could ever imagine about. Um, you know, be a pilgrim and follow me. You know, follow Christ. Have the world call you a Christian. Because, you know, how many of you, you don't have to raise your hand or anything because you know, I'm not about embarrassing people. But how many of you really think, you know, I, I really want to make a difference in this world for Christ? You know, I know y'all just came back from camp. I know you're, you're probably... I know at camp you get like on that mountain, you're like, right on, I can kill the devil, I'm going to be awesome. You know, and we, we get on that high and, uh, you know, but, but how many of you really, don't raise your hand, don't say anything, but you really want to change this world for Christ. You really do want to share Christ with your friends. You want to see, you know, your, your neighborhood, your community, your, your friends, you know, whatever, come to Christ, you know, and understand what you understand. You know, and this this is what I'm telling you. This is the way to do it. You know, I'm not saying go knock on doors and go do this and that, but to live for Christ, to abide in Christ, and you know, to be so focused on Christ and the things of Him that people look at you and they're like, something is up with you. I don't know what's going on, but there is something different about you and about your life. You know, do, would people call you a Christian if they didn't know you? If they just came up and saw you, the way that you act and what you do for a little while, would they say, he must be a Christ follower or she must be a Christian? You know, that's what it's all about is about following Christ to the point to where people don't even have to know you. They just see what goes on in your life. They see the fruit that's coming out of you and they say, you must be a Christian. You know, there's something different. You know, I want to know what it is. That's the way to affect this world for Christ. You know, that's what it's all about. And that's what I've got for you guys this morning. I hope that you will take that to heart. I hope that that's something that, you know, for me, like I said, this is, and I told you, I'm not thinking I'm above everybody or anything like that, but this is what is, is real in my life. This is what I'm, I'm hung up on, I guess, if you want to say. You know, this is where I'm at. And that's the, the idea and the thought that I want to get across to everybody that I talk to is that Christ is what's important. You know, not America, not living in you know some fancy neighborhood, Nocatee or Oakleaf or you know Avondale or whatever. You know that what's important is Christ and where you live in Him. You know, let's pray. Lord, thank you once again just for giving giving us an opportunity to come together, Lord, to study Your Word.